Hello and welcome to February's edition of Love London Love Culture. I hope everybody's keeping well at the moment um, and that January was very kind to you all. I don't, can't believe we're in February already but there you go. I hope 2022 is going absolutely fantastically for you. Um, so I might be a little bit slow off the mark for this episode um, only because I want to focus on some things that I'm looking forward to reading, um, seeing in the cinema, um, seeing at the theatre and all that um, for 2022. Um, there's plenty, plenty, plenty going on um, and it's been very hard for me to decide what I can't wait to experience this year. Um, funnily, all the things that I've written down that I want to specifically talk about um, hopefully are diverse, hopefully you'll like some of the things that I picked, if not, I completely understand. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at my list, it seems like I picked an awful lot of books, so um, so to the, this year is clearly going to be um, a bit of a book year for me. But I have got films, I have got theatre in there, um, and an exhibition I can't wait to see as well. Um, so I'm just going to jump straight in. Um, films, I really am desperate to sort of go and see more cinema, um, particularly given the last few years. I think I've, I've seen the same films constantly, so it would be nice to experience um, new new things coming out. Um, just one film that I'm including that is a bit of a surprise, uh, but I'll talk about more of that uh, in a minute. Um, so my first film pick, uh, first of all, is The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, so obviously this is the third part of the Fantastic Beasts uh, trilogy, um, which is it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out, particularly given certain changes in casting since the last film. Um, but so far there have been plenty of twists and turns in the story. Um, some of them work, some of them I'm just like, okay, well, how's that going to unravel? Um, but it'll be lovely to see all the characters that we've sort of been getting to know over the last course of the two films um, really developing. And I hope some of the plot twists that have been included so far will start to sort of make sense because I think I believe they're only doing two more films after this. So I'm really hoping that it will just suddenly click into place for me but um given from what i've seen in the trailer um and given the title i'm intrigued to see if um there's more about dumbledore um and his background um which i think is something that a lot of fans would be curious to find out more um if you like me like harry potter um it'd be interesting to give his his past a little bit bit more of a a look in so to speak and we've had glimmers of that in the previous films but I've got a feeling this is the film where it really begins to to ramp up a little bit um so as I said earlier and um, this next film is not something I'd normally pick to go and see I'm not a huge comic book fan I'm not I haven't seen the Marvel films. I know to anyone listening in, that's probably like a completely terrible thing. Um, but under normal circumstances, it's just not my thing. Um, the only character perhaps I've got a little bit of time, time for, bizarrely, is Batman. I don't know whether that's... Um, because I actually quite enjoyed 
Michael Keaton's Batman, um, or whether that's because I just simply love Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I don't know. Um, okay, so the more contemporary Batmans I haven't been too fussed about seeing. Um, I'm all about literally the original. But um, this new version, The Batman, not just Batman, The Batman, um, has got me very, very intrigued. Um, again, having watched the trailer, yes, I can see it's going to be as dark as you'd expect it to be. Um, but for me, it will be interesting to see um, Robert Patterson in this, this role. It's not the kind of actor you would imagine taking on this character. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he how he moves on from that, um, from things having done uh, quite more art house films in recent years that seem to have been gone down really well. Um, so for him to then jump right back into sort of a, what is probably going to be a big big um, box office hit if everything goes according to plan, um, and audiences love it. And critics love it, etc. Um, but it's it, that's predominantly the reason why I want to see it, and also just to see what else they can do with this character because I feel like there is a lot more than meets his eye, meets the eye with this character um, that hasn't been explored perhaps fully um, up until now, and it or it might be a completely new take on on the character as well and his journey. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer for it yet, uh, do watch the trailer because I think it's, I think it's going to be an interesting one, particularly um, his relationship with what appears to be Catwoman. So that is um, another dimension that's going to be interesting to see as well. Um, the final film pick that I've kind of lent towards um, is uh, a new music biographical film which seems to have had a real um, upsurge in recent years obviously you've had uh, Bohemian Rhapsody you've had Rocket Man um, and then previous to that you've had things like Walk the Line and Johnny Cash um, but we've never really explored Elvis's life on screen in this this way. Now, because it's Baz Luhrmann directing, I am very, very, very intrigued to see how it all comes together. Um, I do believe it's chronicling specific time in Elvis's life over a period of 20 years or so. Um, I'm not only interested in seeing this because it's Baz Luhrmann directing it, but also because um tom hanks is going to be in it as well so that's going to be an interesting he's playing the colonel in it so it's going to be an interesting character for him to play um and then you've got austin butler who is going to be playing elvis himself so that's it's going to be a lot of pressure to get this right because i think obviously given elvis's immense popularity um you've got to do do the character you've got to do the story justice um, obviously there will probably be a bit of an artistic license maybe in terms of perspective and things like that but you you would expect that um, but as long as it's relatively um, if not faithful but just it gives context to his life in a, in a nice way um, yeah it could be a very 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 interesting watch 
Um, so those are those are sort of three films I can't wait to see. There'll probably be more out there that I'm just like, oh yeah, I must add that to my list. So hopefully, um, I will get to um, get to the cinema a little bit more this year. It is it is a goal of mine. I won't call it a New Year's resolution because it's it's too late for that. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, so actually, I've got been on a bit of a book um, shopping spree recently. I've got about four four books um, that I need to get around to reading. Um, but of course, this being me, there is still plenty out there that I'm going to really, really want to read um, throughout the year. So I think this year is going to be definitely a very bookish year. Um, so the first one that's it's actually been published now, but like I said, I've got too many books to go through right now um, before I read it, but it is on my list. Um, I've got uh, Pandora, uh, Susan Sons, uh Chapman, um, which is intrigued. I read the blurb on it, um, and it reimagines the, the Greek myth. Yes, I know, I, I, I love Greek mythology, of Pandora. And it moves the story to Georgian London. Now, that for me is a really interesting concept. How, how are you going to do that? Um, and how will it all work and flow? And it just follows um, the story of a young artisan and an ambitious scholar as they find this ancient vase uh, with secrets that obviously can be as dangerous or as they are intriguing. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that all plays out. Um, so yeah, it, obviously, because it's it's got a bit of a Greek mythology theme, which is the theme with a lot of the books that I've picked for this list, um, it's gonna be, it's definitely up there um, with one that I've really been desperate to read. Um, okay, well, for the last few years, um, Richard Osman, who many of you will know from Pointless and things like that, um, has turned his hand to writing. Um, first two books, um, based on you know the first in Murder, Murder Club, have been brilliant. Um, I still prefer the first one to the second one, but do read my review, um, which is available on the website of the second one, which has gone up fairly recently. Uh, it was fun. I did enjoy it. Um, but I just felt like it was lacking something that the first one had. Uh, but obviously, I'm still look, very much looking forward to the third one, which I believe is coming out in September again this year. Uh, so obviously, no plot details have been revealed yet, so I don't know what we can expect, but probably more murder, obviously, um, based around this retirement village. It's going to be interesting, and I'm again, I'm interested to find out more about the different characters that we've got got involved. His blend of humour is quite quirky and somehow ridiculous, but you can't help but be drawn into it, even if it's a little bit ridiculous in places. So, I'm really, really, really looking forward to that one. Um, so um, the next book on my list to read is a lecture. Uh, so this is a new uh, book from Jennifer Saint, who did Ariadne, um, 
in such a beautiful way. Like Jennifer Singh has got such a beautiful poetic style to her voice. Uh, her writing is just, it, it flows beautifully. Um, and she really gives voice to these these characters and makes you really see them from a different perspective. Um, and it's going to be a real joy to see um, how this one comes across. So this one, Electra, uh, focuses on the origins of the Trojan War. Um, so I really can't can't wait. Um, obviously, the Trojan War is a bit of an epic story in itself, but it would be nice to sort of explore the origins a little bit more, find out a little bit more and how Jennifer Saint sees it. I'm sure it's been very well written. Um, but yeah, so that is something, another Greek mythology inspired book that I am looking forward to. And then um, moving on from this, Madeline Miller, who actually really got me into this whole genre of Greek mythology being retold um, with the Song of Achilles. And then we had Circe as well. She's now releasing her third book. Um, based around Greek mythology. And this one reimagines the tale of Galaska and Pygmalion. Um, it's out on the 27th of February. So thank goodness I've got a Kindle because I've literally run out of room on my bookshelf. I know, I know, I've said I'm not gonna get them until I've got through my books, but there are just, the more I'm talking about them, the more I'm just, I need to, I need to go out and get them. Um, so hopefully that's, I can't wait to read that as well. Um, so following on from that, um, I've also got a love, anyone who knows me, I've got a real fascination with uh, Tudor history. Now I live not particularly close, well, I live in the general vicinity of the Hampton Court area. So I spent quite a lot of time in my childhood um, at Hampton Court Palace and things like that. So I've had a really long love of Tudor history. Um, and this is reflected in the choice of books that I started reading as a as a teenager. Um, so you've obviously got Philippa Gregory, then you've got Alison Weir, who has is gonna starting a whole new series of books, um, following on from the Queen's her Queens of Henry VIII series, which was excellent um so this new series begins with um elizabeth of york the last white rose um and it's the focus of this as the title suggests um on the wife of henry the seventh um i feel like she's a bit of an she's possibly been a bit of an obscure character in history only because you know, all of the focus was predominantly on Henry VII uniting the two families um, and obviously the aftermath of Battle of Bosworth. Um, so I'm really intrigued to see how she's brought out of the shadows and given a new life into. Um, with Alison Weir's books, they're always excellently researched. Um, so I really can't can't wait to sort of see how how this unfolds um, as a series. Um, just finding out more about this character and how 
the author sees her in a sense because it's obviously it's very difficult to give get an accurate picture of what she was like apart from what we read in history books and things like that or detailed research so it is I'm very very much looking forward to that um just as a final book I promise this is this is the last book I'm going to talk about um Roald Dahl um, there's going to be a new biography about him coming out this year Matthew Dennison um by Matthew Dennison sorry apologies I didn't say that very well um so as a kid I adored Roald Dahl's books um but as I got older I realized I don't actually know very much about him as a person his background I've, I've read the um his children's version boy and all his funny stories as a kid but I would be interested to know more about what he was like as a person as told by someone else um there's obviously the thing there is a dark side to his character but there is also as there is to us all um but yeah so I'm really intrigued to find out more about him how his life was then reflected into some of the wonderful books that he wrote um so yes that's that's the final book that i've got on my list that i really 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 want to read um but like i said there'll probably be more as i find out discover more along the way um theater this is i feel like this is going to be a really strong year uh, for plays actually if i'm being honest um because the ones i've written down here are predominantly plays the musicals so um so yeah i'm very very much looking forward to getting back into it all again um it's so wonderful to have theater back again and people really um working to put these wonderful shows on stage um so the first one i've got on my list here is um to kill a mockingbird now it can't be easy um to take such an iconic and classic book and transform it from the stage um so this is the broadway production so um it was adapted by aaron sorkin um which will be very much interesting to sort of see on stage it's coming to the gilgood theater uh, from the 10th of march um, and Rafe Spall is playing Atticus Finch, who, as we all know, was played uh, by Gregory Peck in the film. Um, but I'd be just interested to see how it all comes to life. I mean, it, the book itself broke my heart um, when I read it, but it just, it was such a powerful read and I, I loved it. So to see it unfolding in front of my very face it's going to be uh, an interesting experience um yeah so i know i said that more plays are on my list but there are a couple of uh, musicals that i want to just chat about so i was unfortunate enough not to, to get be one of the very few people who did not get to see anything goes at the bargain last year um so i'm really pleased that they're bringing it back um for a new run obviously it's going out on a uk tour from the 11th of april but it, it will be coming back to barbican in july for a stri strictly limited season um the casting has just literally been announced uh carrie ellis it's it's just going to be wonderful carrie ellis Simon callow it's just going to be 
for example then you've got ballet Langford as well it's it's just going to be fabulous um so I really must get get on it this year and put myself a ticket to see it um otherwise I'll miss out again uh which is something I don't really want to do um it was I did see last year's production on TV but obviously watching it on TV as beautifully as it was filmed is not quite the same as seeing and experiencing it live uh, on stage so can't wait for that to come back um I also want to cross off plays that I've never seen before so for example this year so the Glass Menagerie. Um, Amy Adams is going to be making her West End debut in it. Uh, that's happening at the Duke of York's Theatre from the 23rd of May. Um, it's not a play I've seen. I have very little knowledge of it at all. Um, and I think, again, it's another one of my ambitions to see shows and plays that I haven't seen before. I really push myself a little bit further than I have done rather than just seeing the same show over and over again, which I feel like I have been, I am guilty of um, at the moment. Um, there's nothing wrong, of course, with seeing the same show over and over again, but I do think with the wealth of theatres that we're lucky to have in London and, of course, regionally, um, I think it's good to see as much of it, as much different shows, different shows as possible. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's another one on my list. And then Coming up fairly soon is uh, Henry V at the Donmar Warehouse. Um, again, it's a Shakespeare one that I've not experienced. Um, it's not a story I, I, that I'm familiar with. Um, Kit Harrington's in it, so that's another draw. I haven't seen him since he did his Dr Faustus, um, oddly enough, at the Duke of York Theatre a few years ago. Um, and I was impressed by his stage presence then. Um, but I'll be interested to see what this production is like. Um, hopefully, hopefully it will be a really good production for me uh, to see. I know um, it's, it's, I've got a really good feeling about this. Um, call it gut instinct, if you will. Um, so that's another not a play on my list to go and see, and then continuing with its um, musicals over the summer, uh, the London Coliseum will be presenting Butler Shares' production of My Fair Lady um, this summer, which for again for a strictly limited run until about September time. Um, it hasn't been in London since. 2001 which is, I believe I remember going to see it. I think it was one of my very first West End productions I can't remember exactly who was in it um, when I went to see it um, but I loved it then and it was the first time I'd seen it and then obviously I went to see the film I saw the film as well with Audrey Hepburn and I fell in love with the music and everything else um, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing this production um, casting has yet to be announced so I can't wait to see who they get in as Eliza Doolittle um, I hope it's going to be someone it probably will be someone extraordinary um, but also finding someone to play the role of Professor Henry Higgins and the way he speaks things uh, the songs as well it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one casting wise 
Um, but as I say, it's one of my favourite musicals, so I'm really pleased that they're reviving it, even if it's just for a limited time. Um, so the last thing that I'm really, really looking forward to um, this year so far, again, this list could could change, it could increase as well. But um, for me, um, Beatrix Potter, Drawn to Nature at the V&A, is going to be a really lovely family-friendly exhibition. Um, again, as a kid, I remember reading those books and being absolutely mesmerised by her illustrations and her imagination, again, with the characters. Um, so I can't wait. Uh, it's at my... I'm, I make no secret of this. V&A is one of my all-time favourite places in the world. Um, I'm very privileged to be a member there. Um and I will be renewing it, my membership there. I've had such a wonderful time using, making the most of it um, so far. Um, but this exhibition, family friendly, slightly early for Easter, but it would probably be a very good one of things to go and take your kids to see um, over Easter. So look out for my review when I go and see it. In fact, just look out for my reviews on all these things that I've mentioned. I'm really really feeling quite positive and optimistic for 2022 and in terms of what's around um at the moment i haven't got any albums that i want to talk about but again it's very early days there'll be probably be albums that i will particularly want to listen to that will be released uh but i haven't got anything in mind at the moment for that um but yeah, it's looking at shaping up to be a really good year. So I hope I hope you have got your list. I'd love to know um, what your list of favourite things are that you're looking forward to uh, coming up this year are. Um, do seek me out on Twitter, either by Love London of Culture or my Love London of Culture specific um, podcast uh, Twitter account. Um, let me know a few of your thoughts. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening in. Um, have a really good few weeks. And I will be back again in March when hopefully the weather will be slightly warmer and we can look forward to spring. Anyway, take care. Have a wonderful month and I'll speak to you in March.